0: Right, hey, welcome everybody. It's seven o'clock. Sci fi distilled. Welcome back. Wait, hey, we already got six people watching. All right, what, Good. We, well, one was me. So, you?
1: <laughs> hello. Oh, there's Chris. Hi, Bill. Hi, Hi Martin. Chris, hello, here,
0: and Bill's here. And Martin's here. Okay, guys. So, uh, this week we are kind of doing a twofold um, the time Hi, machine Doc. 1960 and the time machine 2002. Probably the now there was a 1978. Uh, made, made for, for movie TV, version. Kind of um, and I'll so we'll I have, have a link if you that that really. guys are interested. Yeah, we, we but um, which it had, it was okay for a 1978
1: TV. Yeah. But and, and the, yes, yeah, it was okay for TV. I mean, yeah. yeah, but and but last week when we signed off, we were both like, oh, pretty sure we're gonna like the 1960 version better, and someone has changed his mind. So is, well, yeah, good. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that. So,
0: uh, but before we get into it, I'm sure you got news. I got News,
1: I got things to talk about. Things for us to to all discuss together as a group the way we do. First and foremost, tonight I have a very special birthday greeting to Philip Merkel. Captain Phil's son Philip is turning 25. Happy birthday birthday. to Philip. I hope you have a good day. It's tomorrow. I believe his birthday is tomorrow. Happy Um, Happy birthday. In sci-fi book news, Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End is going to be given its first-ever illustrated edition. Do we need an illustrated edition? I feel like we can read those books okay without having, like...
0: Yeah, pictures. I mean, uh, you mean, you so it's, so it's like a graphic novel type.
1: I believe so. It just says first-ever first illustrated edition featuring an award-winning artist, Grace Aldrich. I, I don't know how that works exactly, but
0: did was well I mean it's just another medium. I mean they've there's been several television or movies made of of, of that story. So Yes. Um most recently I think it was Sci Fi Channel did a miniseries, was pretty good. Um you know, these things once you when you've read the book and then you go back and you see like a screenplay version of it, and I don't know what a comic version of it would be. They never, they never hold up to the original, especially if you've read Dude. the book first. You know that's what I'm saying? Always, you read the yeah, book first. Yeah. yeah. You always say, the, yeah. movie, the book was better. The book you was know, better. And that's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> that's true. You know, honestly, with the kids, the way they are nowadays, if this gets more, people, more kids to read these kind of, you know, all of his work, then more power to him. Knock yourselves out. Draw whatever you want. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, tomorrow is 420, kids. <laughs> Great day tomorrow. Uh, Don't forget the new broken lizard movie, Quasi, will be on Hulu. It's that one that's, it's a Quasimodo one. It's going to feel kind of Monty Python-esque. We can all go to Mars now, which is super exciting, right from our couch. Jay Dixon, who is an image processing scientist at the Bruce Murray Lab for planetary visualization at Caltech, has led a project to build a global mosaic of Mars. They did it by stitching together more than 110,000 images taken by NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. Anyone can go look. I will put the link to that in the chat. I went to go look today, and for some reason, I don't know if it's just my laptop or what, it wouldn't load. Like, the, the tools and all the stuff for the map were there, but the map itself wouldn't load. But you guys check it out. Maybe you will have better luck than me. Um I am not much into reality shows at all or reality competition shows at all, but I am interested to see real-world application of visual effects, and this show has some of that. NBC and BBC are joining forces to uh, 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 put out a new reality competition series entitled Destination X, and the gist of this thing is some people get on a bus And it says the interior of the vehicle has been changed to mislead both the players and the audience. And so they're going to drive around and they're not going to know where they are. And then they have to figure out where they are. Uh, What I think is going to happen is I think instead of windows, obviously there's going to be screens and like whatever countryside will go, (laughs) like go by on the screens. but they could be driving in a city or something. I am always interested to see how visual effects work out like what are real world applications of visual effects so i don't know i i don't like game shows but i might check this out just to see what they're doing with this just bus. keep
0: in mind that with any of those shows they're all
1: it's all i know it's, it's all manipulated all BS, it's yes. all
0: set up i don't it's care how reality they say it is it, it's not okay it's all it's, it's not all, but i want
1: to see what they do with this bus yeah it's uh, you yeah. know and like what if you get most like you have to they have to have a to look out otherwise people get motion sickness yeah whatever moving on the Mandalorian finale is waiting for me to go watch it in, I don't know, 55 minutes from now. Uh, it's And much to my great disappointment, it's being met with mixed reviews. Um, we're, Let us know. We're thinking about covering Mando next month. So let us know if you guys want to talk about it. It is not clear if this is a season finale or a series finale. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, there's this one teeny tiny non-spoiler uh, Giancarlo. Giancarlo. I love the name Giancarlo. Giancarlo Esposito said he broke five Dark Sabres on set, filming whatever it is that we're all about to see tonight. So it should be interesting. I'd like to discuss this year, this season of Mando.
0: Okay. Well, we'll do that maybe May 3rd.
1: May 3rd, May 10th, somewhere in
0: May 10th, I think. Yeah, that's right. We should have May 3 May 10th, after after Star Wars Day. I have Star Wars news. Let's do all the Star Wars news,
1: all kinds of Star Wars news. After the series finale tomorrow of Star Trek Picard, if you guys are interested, you can join executive produ- producer Terry Metalis on Reddit for an AMA and ask me anything. It will be, I'm lying to you, it's not tomorrow. My bad. It's Friday, April 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific. So for us on the East Coast, that'll be 1, one o'clock. Am- okay uh if you want the hand of apollo ornament from hallmark where the hand the green hand it has the start enterprise i will put that link in the chat for you that is available now why not christmas i don't know but whatever
0: yeah, they always release yeah they're a little early usually they release them in this early summer it's, it's april <laughs> i know it's early it's earlier than normal
1: there's some other cool ones like at the- cash
0: cash grab while, you, I'll start Yeah,
1: cash grab even if you're not interested in that particular one open the link i'll put it in the chat open the link And just look at the other ones down below because there's some really cool ones. Um, Trek Movie is reporting, and I don't know where they get their information. I don't know if this is right or not. Trek Movie is reporting that Paramount is developing a Galaxy Quest series. That could be fun. That could be cool. I might be down for that. Paramount dropped the teaser. For Strange New World season two. And I gotta admit, I'm kind of pumped. Like it was actually, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready for this to come back. Like I I I enjoyed the lightheartedness of that show. Yeah. I'll drop it. Wasn't, that. It, wasn't, it, wasn't,
0: it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. It needed it, it, it had it had things that need could it's be better.
1: Definitely they had their it's tongue very like 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 in their cheeks. Like I,
0: I said it still had Kurtzman stink all over it.
1: It did. Um, it did. But um, in the in the teaser, I, there's a shot where Kirk, Kirk, James Kirk, that guy who I don't remember the actor's name. I'm sorry, is f- struggling with a revolving door, and <laughs> Chong, uh, the Sultan character, is like, "You don't, you don't know how revolving doors work." And he's like, "I'm from space," and it was very, very like it was very, very Shatner. I could see it. I could see it. That could have happened in the one with the whales. It absolutely could have. It just, it was funny.
0: Okay. Well. That's I June, was, I believe, right?
1: June fifteenth. I will drop that link. Oh. I have so many links to drop in the chat. And well, there's going
0: to be a big gap on Star Trek. In a couple of yeah, months. Yeah, there's going to be a so. gap.
1: And in from what was I literally just saying two weeks ago? News: Paramount has pulled the trigger and announced Star Trek Section Thirty-One movie. Movie. Right. Yeah. Did not I not show? just say on this very program? <clears throat> A couple of weeks ago that they were gonna to move to movies and miniseries. That's what they're doing. Um, they show Michelle put out a statement saying, I'm finally seeing Jojo get her moment shows the power of never giving up on your dreams. I don't know that Star Trek is really one of Michelle's dreams, but okay. She says, I can't wait to show you what's in store. Until then, live long and prosper unless JoJo decrees otherwise. Um, this the release specifically mentioned Jojo would be facing the sins of her past. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't want to go back and rehash her being a mean emperor all over again. Like, ugh, can we just move forward we'll from the time? When she- you know, uh,
0: everything with Paramount slash CBS, I have a very, very, very cautious opinion. You know, it's just, I'm not getting excited because I've been disappointed too many times. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's
0: true. <laughs> so we'll I've, just see what it is.
1: It'll be what it is. I don't want to face any sins of any past. I
0: want to move forward and go forward. it. Yeah. And they, like to, they go back to the well. It's a go, thing. We like but the well. well.
1: The yeah, <laughs> they do. But see, the way, like, Metallus. Metallus just did a whole bunch of fan service. And I was okay with it. But Disco, Disco brought the Guardian forever. And I was like, eh you, have to do, you see the nice. thing is
0: fan service for for fan service sake is not really the best. I mean, it, like the way they did it in Disco was terrible because it was just yeah. being stuck in there yes, without any real thought. In. Yeah. Picard of course was being Picard this whole season and we'll talk about it. Of course, it's just We will talk about it. All fan service. I mean, the whole thing is just one, you know what I'm saying? It's like there's the story is okay, but that's really not it why. Was this fan was, about. It was
1: one like fan service bombs being dropped, but at least yeah. each bomb
0: moved the story forward. Like yeah, it just I mean, it
1: worked somehow.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We could talk about it when we we'll get. We'll talk about we it. And, and
1: finally, finally tonight, next week, or maybe it's actually technically this week, but I believe it's next week. Next week, we mark our third year. Three years of doing this show, I don't know how that
0: happened. Yeah, there you and <laughs> thank you, those who have been here.
1: Thank you to all of you, everyone watching now. Thank each and every yeah, one of you. you. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was. We never thought anybody would con- we didn't, we, I would never watch. Doing. We were like,
1: yeah, whatever. We'll this all start. was
0: a result of COVID. So,
1: this, this is all a result of- to do. We, we won't have any special presentations or anything like that, like that, but I will put up on Facebook some of our. Uh, I'm gonna give you some best of options, and you can tell us what you think. Like, if you can tell us, who do you think our best celebrity guest was? Our best like recurring, you know, when we, we didn't have, have that
0: many. So. <laughs> our
1: recurring, we don't have that many, so it's just a few to choose from. Our best recurring guest, any funny moments that you might remember, and where where you want us to go from here, stuff like that. So look for that to go up on Facebook at some point between now and next Wednesday. Rizzo, what are we drinking? Why is we cruise oh, through we time are
0: today? We are the time traveler, of course. So you got your Jamaican rum, vodka, triple sec. It's probably uh lime juice, lemon juice, kind of sweet. A little simple syrup in there, sugar syrup and uh, and lime for a Which garnish. Is,
1: what does triple so sec taste like again?
0: Triple sec is, um, it's kind of citrusy.
1: Citrusy, yeah. All right.
0: So anyway, it might be a good one.
1: Might be good. Bye, Sue.
0: So anyway, all right. How do we want? You want to start with 1960? Go chronological, or you want to start with 2000?
1: Or do you, or do you want to start? You want to do it main character, like by Eloy, Morlock by Morlock, machine, actual machine versus machine.
0: Well, I think we we could start there. I mean, I think both both props in both movies were brilliant. Clearly, yeah. the 2002 took a lot of elements from the 1960 version. Yes. Um. And from the original H.G Wells book, there wasn't a lot of description. there was a, something about that there was kind of these brass pipes and so they took some of that. but a lot of the rest of it um was really came out of the 1960s the designer and 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 of course the um, George Powell, who was the director, mm-hmm. um, yeah. his vision of what he felt the time machine he was he apparently he was very uh, in, into like as a kid, into tobogganing and sledding. And he felt that the time machine should be a That's right. It did. It sled. looked like a sled,
1: didn't it? Um,
0: yeah. So so that's how they designed it. Um, and, of course, clearly the 2002 version took a lot of elements with the spinning parts and everything. I but I seen. really like the 2002 recreation so re- of it. Um, not only did it – I love the fact that it, it kind of was in this bubble once it yes. was running and the little legs would come up and like the landing gear – would come yeah. up. But I think I really liked about the 2002 version. Clearly the, the, the 1961 was, was very, uh, Victorian. Yeah. Very, you know, well, very steampunk Victorian, That very had that, that total that look to it. Um, whereas the, the, the 2002 was, was of that era, but more steampunk. And actually yeah. I think we're driven by steam. There were some steam elements to it because it seemed to make that sound. Yeah. Um, but the, the the crystal. They instead of you working in the crystal, which yeah, was in the nineteen sixty, was the control. The crystal was the whole discs that would spin, and I thought it was. But apparently, it was one of the the most expensive prop ever built for a film up to that at that time. Um, I cannot believe two thousand two. It was pretty well. You remember did, the other thing I really thing, liked like, about did the new other things, or did it?
1: I did all those the wheels? Did, did the number wheels actually spin?
0: I don't know how, de- how it would actually, how functional everything was. I didn't see anything on that. Church that out there. But the fact that like, it made more sense to me on that version for the era that it was supposed to be being built where the, the numbers were on wheels and it would spin. Yeah you know rather than a scream um yeah. that they did the the stop action the way they did 1960 again i'm not taking anything away from the 1961 i just think they did a really brilliant job on the 2002 version
1: it was and, cool i completely agree yeah, I, and yeah the 1960 was iconic even people who don't really iconic the movie most people know what 19, it is right. it's like seeing and the it, tardis you know you it know went through it
0: is. and it went through such a uh uh it's time where you know when it, it was of course it was it was housed at MGM's prop house for, for, mm-hmm. for quite a while. I until about the seventies and <clears throat> went up for auction was auctioned off. I think for about $10,000, I think it went for, um, and the guy took it who bought it, took it on like a road show with some, he bought like the, uh, submarine from the movie Atlantis, I guess. Yeah. And took it on some kind of like road show thing where you'd kind of pay, I don't know. And then it kind of, I guess he was in financial straits and he sold it to somebody and it kind of got lost to time for a while. Like nobody knew where it was. And ironically it showed up in a uh, thrift shop somewhere in California, I believe. And uh, of course the guys that were originally dealing with it um, went and found it and it was in very poor shape. The chair was missing. Mm-hmm. Apparently the guy that the second guy that bought it sold the chair be- to somebody that thought it was a real barber's chair. Cause that's what it was modeled after. The seat, the chair itself was modeled after a barber's chair, but it was never actually a barber's chair. (laughs) It was something they built. So anyway, so some idiot bought a barber's chair that wasn't a barber's chair. That's actually probably worth more. Whoever has it, if it still exists anywhere. So they were able, they eventually restored it, um, which one of the people who restored it, Rhodes, was D.C. Fontana. Dorothy Fontana Fontana, was working on that one. All right. Yeah, and I think even David Gerald had something to do with it. He
1: probably did, yeah. Um, And I I do have to just super quick shout out. If you've seen the Big Bang episode, you know what I'm talking about. The boys get in Big Bang Theory, the boys get hold of it somehow. I don't. I'm pretty sure that's
0: not the original. one. I don't know I'm pretty if sure it is a replica.
1: The scene was so cute. Like, do you guys yeah. remember the scene? Sheldon, I think Sheldon sitting in the chair, and the boys around him start doing things like really, really fast, as if time has sped up. Right. It was the cutest thing.
0: Right. So a lot yeah. of br- they did a lot of brilliant things in the 1960 version. Of course, um, the way they a lot of that was stop action. When you saw the candle, yes, that yes. wasn't just a that wasn't just time lapse. That was actually stop action. They did um,
1: that they did paint it, they would shift the painting.
0: is like, what yeah, like, when they saw yeah. the, 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 the apple tree grow, the, the tree flowers and that was all paintings that they did. The guy would just Which is He would literally they, they they said they locked the camera down and the guy would paint, and then they you know they take their shots and then he'd paint some more and he more apple painting, and, painting. and they paint a bigger
1: apple. I mean
0: it's really brilliant, it's really done for the yeah. especially when you consider it's 1960. It was really done really well, even like I think they said the light was just a the sun going by, we was just a light on a track that they would move across, you know, the window. Um, yeah. but they did very simple things Me. that we triggered as time passing. Absolutely. The, by. the
1: budget for that movie was less than a million dollars, but it was one hundred. million. I think they
0: only spent 750000 dollars on it. Quarters
1: like of a million, yeah, something like it that. Was very cheap. Um, it's gross. Whoops, that's 2002. Wrong one. Go to the right one. It grossed over the years something like, well, it grossed at the time 2.6, but since it's grossed millions more. So, yeah, it just genius. It was genius for what it was. For 1960, it was pretty Yeah, and then, of
0: course, him watching the fashion change. And watching the the fashion change. Um, They originally were going to bring that all the way into a very modern era where she's kind of like in this George Jetson sort of looking outfit. But uh, that never made it. They only got to the 1960s, um, which, you know, th- you think, OK, that, that was a great vehicle for showing how time was passing. But we all know that probably that mannequin would have been changed.
1: Yeah, the mannequin. Out, mannequin sucked, else, but still. It
0: wouldn't always be in the exact it same spot for point. like 50 years.
1: It made its <laughs> point.
0: But it, but it was a good effect and it, it got the point across. And I think that, that was.
1: And it, they did a really good job, actually, in both movies, when he'd go back to his lab and it would be like dusty and. You know, you could tell time had passed. That that right. that's a good, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so you guys know the story. I'm not going to go into the details of it, but of course, you know, it it's each movie though kind of tells the story a little different. That the the, the, the 1961 is is a little bit more telling the story about. um it, It's not as action oriented like no, that actually, 2002 so... had different, which which we yeah. get because our audiences of that era, even to 2002 member is over 20 years ago now. Yeah. Um, that's what we, that's what sells action movies. Sure, and if they had made it more cerebral, um, not that the six, 1960 when one I felt was so cerebral, the, the, the obvious, it was pretty obvious the message that they were trying to tell. Yes. Um, the one thing I did, did like about the 2002 version is what they brought into it. As far as a message aside from there's a class system and kind of all that was, the fact that time can't be changed, or at least in their opinion, that because remember the whole point, he's the, whole, the, the beginning. The, the, scene, the difference the whole is, scene. is that yeah. he builds the time machine. The uh, guy Pierce version builds the time machine because his girlfriend gets his girlfriend shot and dies and his fiance was just proposed to her and he tries to be builds this thing so he can go back and stop her from dying. And then which we have a whole scene where he does stop her from getting shot and avoiding that whole incident. But then she gets hit by a car. Mm. Steam driven. So he realizes, which I, they could have taken that farther and had him do like multiple times until he finally got the message. Yes, but I think he they they didn't decide to, to whether it was budgetary reasons or they just decided it wasn't necessary. He gets it after the first thing. That's when she dies. The second time that he can't change time. It, yes, it, it'll always right itself, which is kind of a theory that you know will it if yeah, you fixed could blank time if too. you could you know would a paradox eventually somehow correct itself um so that's why and then of course he ends up just traveling to see what's forward and and runs into now i love the difference of course in 1960 you know what's everybody worried about is nuclear war so of course that's that's the apocalypse that does man in um in the 2002 version it's the man is blew up the moon by accident. They were trying, trying to, to blow up. Something. They were trying yeah. to blast nuclear. They did it, say they, they were using did. atomic.
1: Yeah, they bombs were excavating. Grow, basically, make
0: right? it was like a, a resort in yeah. inside the moon. They were
1: excavating for. It, yeah,
0: it was for a resort or something, or
1: condos or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it was, and it went horribly wrong, and it blew up, and you had this kind of fundar the barbarian.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yes. Thing going uh-huh. on. It oh, which he's, he's, hundred he's, hundred it's kind of cool hundred.
0: because when he gets to 80,000, whatever, at, you know, where yeah. he looks up and you can see now the moon has all the debris, which is yeah. kind of neat. Um, I, I like that idea that they didn't go down the nuclear war path. I agree. Thing, and, and came up with a different reason, uh, more of an environmental still. It was more still man's fault. Um, you know, that, that, that happened because of our arrogance and stuff. Um, The other thing I really want to talk about, about the 2002 one, which was my favorite, well, really my favorite character is Vox, which is Orlando um, uh, Jones, who is the, he's the AI in the museum. I assume he's like in the museum, New York museum of history or natural history or wherever. And he of course meets him in Modern day, so to speak, twenty thirty two or something like that. I think they mm-hmm. he find himself. So he has this conversation with him, and ultimately yeah. eight hundred thousand yeah. years or whatever it is later, he he he's still there. Yeah, <laughs> what's left of him. And yeah. he and, he, and there's that great scene where he's like, where you can kind of see Vox's character kind of you think inwardly. He's like, I remember everything. I remember the the six year old girl that asked me about dinosaurs. I remember you. Yeah. You know, and and you know yeah, you uh, about time. Uh, that was great. I love that scene. I really thought yeah. that was a brilliant scene.
1: It was brilliant. It, and, it was really great. And I yeah, I also I really Vox is there for exposition, but I thought it was brilliant exposition as compared to the ring. You guys remember in the 1960 version, they would spin those rings and it would it was like a recording, I guess. Yeah, it must be recording. Yeah, it was there a recording? The voice would talk. and so I actually really like the Vox. If you need some exposition, I'll go the Vox route any day. Yeah, only, and, and think...
0: are, those are put in there just exactly for the audience to explain audience, what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the book, that those things never happened. In the no. book, it was just the the, the time traveler. Yeah. He was just he was just yeah, making kind of a pop. Of, um. Yeah. you know hypothesis about what he felt happened by yeah. what he was seeing and because yeah. it was all kind of third person him talking to the yeah it's the yeah,
1: locks and the rings were just exposition but they were fantastic exposition i thought it and was there's a great
0: scene where, where he's talking to one cuz he asks him i want to know about time travel
1: and he's like, oh, and
0: fiction. he goes, yeah. and he goes, oh, what? And he mentions the H. D. Well book and everything like that. And he goes, there were so, so many versions of the of the story, and there was the musical by Rodgers and Hammerstein or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. starts singing. He's a singing he's song. The song None of that. Of I literally Hampton had before. to look up the Time Machine, the musical, because I was almost. Was there one? Yeah,
1: is that like, is there a time machine musical? And the first and thing that comes up was
0: there is not a, it was false. It was just made up for oh, the film. funny. So, and of course, you know, Orlando Jones is a comedian to begin with. So, of course, he starts singing a song from this thing. And of course, it's like, he's on these like glass panels. Yeah. Sort of thing. And, and he's, they, of he's on all of them singing and he's like, stop. No practical <laughs> application. And then did you oh, catch him he's movie.
1: like, at the end, when when Alex leaves, he's like, live long and prosper. It was cute. the only The only thing, and I was joking about this before we started the show. The only thing about Vox, as clever as an idea as he is, what was
0: his power source? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, what was the power source of the rings?
1: It, but you spun, like, it. Power rings was spun probably the kinetic. It was Probably kinetic. like kinetic. You know what I mean? Like, you well, no, but there's
0: it. like a light that shone down on it when he mm-hmm. spun it, and it followed it around.
1: Good so point.
0: you know, we could it could have been who Who knows? Solar batteries, fusion, fission. Something. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, know. I I agree.
0: Not important movie. at this point. What what the power source was? You're right. It probably yeah. wouldn't still work. It at wouldn't. That time.
1: Maybe it was solar. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is. But anyway, it's I, right, I agree they, with... they are
0: doing a musical for Back to the Future.
1: Oh great, that's good. So here's
0: the question: We've talked yeah. about the time machines. Yes. But how does it compare to the DeLorean?
1: If you got to build a time machine, you know the DeLorean.
0: I got to say the DeLorean beats them both.
1: I got to say yeah, DeLorean <laughs> probably beats them both.
0: <laughs> the DeLorean was brilliant. And I always said if you're going to make it if I know it does it moves in space, but you got are in time. You got to make it move in space too.
1: But if it's if it's time in relative dimension of space, suddenly it's a TARDIS.
0: Well, now it's a TARDIS, but that's different, you know. That's completely right, but it has to move. It has to yes. move within space as well as time.
1: Hey, if you are going to go, you may as well go. I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, cuz you figure he was in if he's in one what if happens if when he stops it's solid rock like it did and then well, he would be in inside.
1: the 60s version wasn't he covered in lava he, he was, was covered cold. but
0: you assume that the time bubble was protecting him at that point You're right. i don't know
1: whatever but, but or,
0: or you know if he, if a mountain grew up like if he was on top of a mountain and the mountain eroded he would be I what guess he thought he i didn't there.
1: understand what i was seeing in 2002 because i thought i saw an ice age happen in there but maybe i didn't i don't know
0: well i mean it moved pretty anyway. quick but I mean, yeah, Chris, the Hot Tub Time Machine. That was a good movie. Hot Tub, funny. Yes, hot tub Time Machine was uh, funny. Martin,
1: Ben, which three books would you take? Because we will, everybody ruminate on that for a minute. I, I just want to say, I, Rizzo, I agree with you. Um, Like I said, last week, we, we were pretty sure we would like 1960 better. This week, we're both like, hey, you know, there is something to 2002. Well, again,
0: 1960 is a great film. Don't I don't want to take anything away from 1960 film. But we have to put it in its context. First of all, it yeah. is so how old is it now gosh it's 60 62 63 years old and and um so it's it's definitely a product of its era sure um you know Eloy are very aryan white blonde blue what kind of you know that there's no there's no in any, yeah very, um yeah they were they were and I, I felt the 2002 Eloy were a little bit more believable. At least they were the on
1: the ball. They were smarter and they were, They were
0: definitely more believable, I think. But and I don't, you know, um, I you did like in the 1960s that they used the Air Raid siren. Yeah. I actually really kind liked of that. Trans, it was very, it I was like very. I liked that
1: because it, it drove the theme home. That, it drove the themes home. Right. If you go back to the book and you go back to the 1960s what HG Wells was trying to say about class like the the themes of the the book um were uh, go down past the news Mary Beth? were about inequality and in social classes and like human and like technology and progress and then lay that on so i feel like those themes were driven home a little bit more clearly in the 1960s version particularly with the eloy and the morlock I thought that was so much clearer technology and progress versus nature and you know fear versus kindness you know it, social classes all of that's driven home a little bit more clearly in the 1960s than it is in 2002 but both yeah i mean both movies are well i mean it great. was it yeah. was
0: in the 1960s version too it was more like it was cattle and farmer because the the morlocks we're providing all the food, the clothing, but, but, everything for them but. so that but you notice you never know one thing you didn't see, which didn't make any sense, was children.
1: Oh, if if they were
0: replenishing the stock, there had to be people making babies.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's true. Therefore,
0: but. what happened to well,
1: the thing about the Ela is we we know like, children. That was actually kind of weird. They were so complacent as to not care. She was ostensibly drowning.
0: Yeah, although and nobody do, was although, even bothering to lift. Although a finger, you do right. see
1: her swim at one point, but that's not the point. She's ostensibly drowning, and they're just sitting there on the rocks looking at her. Like that's how complete.
0: Like, just right because they basically yeah, well,
1: they're basically sheep. Yeah, because
0: I'm saying even sheep have to breed, but we didn't see yeah, any so, children.
1: Because
0: yeah. at least in 2002, they they had a culture. They were at least they
1: were kids. Yeah, they
0: were closer was, along uh, to to, uh, to what to Native American. That was
1: that young like, That, you know, back, that guy, they brother, were tri- right? They seemed
0: tribal or whatever. They seemed they had they had made some. Maybe not progress. They lived. I don't know why they decided to live on the side of a cliff, but yeah, that part's a little weird. It was weird, but it would look. It was visually interesting for no, nothing else. And but I also think it made more sense that they wouldn't. You know, again, they were more. They had bare more heads on their shoulders. They were not going to just walk into the the Morlock cave, so to speak, and become slaughtered. Although they didn't know what happened to anybody, they just knew that. They didn't come back, well, you know. but they were captured. They weren't. They didn't just walk in. They were these, and they kind of explain it that the Morlocks had a caste system. It wasn't just yeah, they the were Morlocks all the same. There was really the ones, more. the hunters that could go yeah. outside in the daylight, and then there was the, and then there's the what Uber the Morlock, which we only saw one of, which was Jeremy Irons' character.
1: Oh, it is Okay, yeah. Sorry, uh, Mara, the the young lady he meets in 2002, the twenty, the Guy yeah. Pierce version. He meets a young woman named Mara. That's her real life brother playing her real life. Yeah, and they, what they did is they
0: they took they took they took Weena and split it into two people. Into two people. Mara okay. and the and the and the bro- little brother, and so they had the kind of the same person in 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 split into you know into those and, two characters.
1: And, and admittedly, the character was changed quite a bit from the book. And in, in the book, it was more of a father daughter relationship in both nineteen sixty and. 20 oh two that's a little bit more of a romantic relationship. Oh, clearly romantic not important, not important.
0: Yeah. So it was just little changes. Like I said, the changes they made between the two films, I don't think were anything that, like, oh, that was that just made it so much worse or so much better. I think they were both fine in their own right. It depends
1: on what you want out of your HG Wells. Some people read H G Wells for his his themes, you know, and his. The the points he's making, and some people just read him for his adventure. I mean, he cranked out 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. He cranked out War of the Worlds.
0: Um, And you got to think, this is the first, by the way, when he wrote that, this is the first time we saw time travel – Yet machine. A machine. Yes.
1: Yes. Previously, this, it was you could dream about it or you could pretend. Right. You know, but
0: it was the first time somebody conceived of a machine that would take machine. you forward or backward yes. in time.
1: This book was actually groundbreaking for its day. Its day being 1895. The concepts and the and the stuff that the ideas he puts forward in this book in 1895, which. Some of it's still applicable today in 2023.
0: Yeah. I know, I'm just, i think H.G. Wells was a time traveler.
1: Maybe H.G. Wells Sometimes was a time traveler. Sometimes he there. seemed to be in, way the, ahead, so. In the in the 1960s, yeah, right. the character's name was late. George Wells. Hmm? Martin's What? Right?
0: just asking if Jules Verne. Uh, Jules Verne did. Oh, Jules. Verne, did, oh, Jules Verne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. HG yeah, yeah, um, did, did did twenty thousand.
1: Sorry, my bad. Hang on. I, there was another book. Did he do some kind of underwater book? H.G. Wells do underwater books?
0: I don't know. Of Rosen, Invisible
1: Man, Island of Doctor Maroon. No, wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. I've gone rogue. Hang on, hang on.
0: <laughs> we just—he wrote a lot of cool stuff.
1: He wrote, he wrote a lot of great books that we shall be reading. Where's the where's the bibliography for this guy?
0: was it's funny thing in, in the 2002 movie. If you look in the lab, you'll see pictures, a couple of pictures of actual H.G. Wells we did we mentioned we did mention that it was the grandson right did i that yeah that no we
1: didn't please tell everyone no, about it
0: it was hg wells grand great grandson that that actually directed the 2002 film which was kind of really cool i think that gives it a plenty of street cred on its own um uh, it's simon wells and actually he had to take a few weeks off because he was he was suffering from exhaustion from working on this film and had somebody else fill in for a few weeks but uh yeah i mean the fact that the fact that his great grandson um directed this is kind of i don't know i, I think that cool. just gives it some i know he has no direct connection probably to his 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 great grandfather as far as any inside knowledge i'm sure he probably ne- never met his great grandfather most of us don't i mean i i was lucky enough to brief i have a very very brief slight memory of my great grandfather um just basically one one particular time but um you know so i doubt it has anything to do with it but the fact that it's in the family family legacy is pretty cool oh
1: let me put those links keep going i need to put the links up that i promised everyone
0: you should put the links up i'm just reading some of the comments
1: talked about half an hour
0: ago (laughs) yeah so um so what else so so, uh, i feel like we've been focusing a lot on 2002 and less on 19th well i guess not so much but um what else can we say? The 1960 version. Now, one, one thing we were talking about before the show is tell us, see if you guys agree with this. Rod Taylor kind of looks like, um, like, uh, who do we say look like? Uh, I've already drawn a blank. Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. <laughs> we th- we both agree that you think it's in the chin and the eyes. Uh, we think he looks, he does look that, like that Yeah, Williams.
1: that is an Australian actor. Well, Robin Williams looks, looks like Rod
0: Taylor. I guess you could look at it that way.
1: Yeah yeah that's an australian actor He's a little more unknown they went with they were looking at a couple of big names for the parts but then they decided to go with you know um more unknowns because they wanted to pour money even back then even in 1960 they wanted to pour money into the effects so hey it seemed to have worked i think the effects are classic and i kind of think they hold I mean, you're right they look dated and cheesy and yet they still kind of hold they don't up really I mean, they look,
0: for the for the era they they look really good i mean yes by today's standards of course not but i mean we're, we're talking how long i mean but I, I still think the stop action animation looked really good um for any of the time time travel stuff um the miniatures they did when when after the bombs had dropped and the lava started to flow through the city i yeah. mean it was clearly yeah. a model
1: yeah. but it looked
0: pretty good yeah, um, except,
1: yeah a couple of the city some of the destruction was yeah, it was like
0: toys being, destroyed. yeah. I mean, it was, it like, was kind care. of very like you 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 the gist, right? But again, I mean, we're talking, you know, uh, you know, 62 years ago, so yeah. 53 years ago. So, I mean, we can't expect, um, and it was only $758,000 to make the film or whatever it was. So, uh, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, by
1: contrast, 2002 looks great. To this day, I think we need to talk about the Jeremy Irons character because that is something that 2002 had that 1960 did right.
0: The Uber Morlock, right? Because he actually explains. He again is kind of another expos. He's he's explaining some of the things that happened and why they happened. Um, And he, of course, the other thing he has is this mental. Ability as like telekinesis. Yeah. Whatever. He's and,
1: kind of psychically. So,
0: but the, you, did you notice there was a couple of, um? they did again, some parallels, like when they have the big battle with the Uber, Uber Morlock. And then the, the, the battle that Rod Taylor had with his Morlock Remember, he eventually hits him and he, at, at the end and, and he knocks him out and then he goes forward in time and you see them, him fall apart. Um, yes. They kind of does the same thing. We see that similar thing happen in 2002 where the time machine's running they're both in the time machine while it's running and, then
1: hung and he out. kind of
0: eventually kicks him out and the only thing he's holding on is by his arm and of course the hand he within, that? within the field is staying normal but the rest of him ages and dies uh very like quickly. anything
1: that goes outside the bubble should be dead
0: yeah well he did, he knocked did off or something yeah yeah because it, it would think but it was a cool effect anyway yeah. Why like is like in the two thousand two version, he's going through time and he drops his uh his, his the the necklace, the necklace the rocket or yeah. whatever with the picture of his girlfriend and, and he yeah. stops and he watches it eventually disintegrate or whatever. Yeah. Why didn't you just stop? You could just back up and Yeah, you up stop wherever. yeah you're in a time machine. <laughs> you just you stop, pick it up, <laughs> go for it again. <laughs>
1: while I am thinking of it and putting links up I'm gonna put a link up to something Chris LaRoche was kind enough to uh remind us and tell us about there is a a, a little known mini sequel it's called
0: to to this it's not really like, yeah to be clear it's it's more of a documentary um documentary
1: yeah a little
0: within it there is a small scene at the end
1: yeah there's like little skits, little where, uh,
0: Right, where 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 George Wells, the or Rod Taylor's character, goes back to, um, back to his lab, but he's now older. Of course, whatever he was in, when it was made, I think it's like 1992, 93 and he meets David Philby again, um, who's yes. just about to go off to war. Yeah, because if you remember, he finds out from his son that he dies in World War One in a plane crash on the on the shores of France. So he gets there just shortly before he's going to leave for France to try to get him to come back to the future with him. And yes, of course, works. there's like a scene with the two of them. And it's really neat. And of course, he doesn't go. Um, but you say he's going he's gonna to try. He says, I'm going to try again. So that's because he's got a time machine.
1: he time So it was an
0: interesting scene. It was interesting hearing those two guys talk about doing that scene and how they really hadn't seen each other in the 30 years. Prior to that, um, and it was just like going home. Like they just clicked right into their characters, and oh, it felt like they were cool. back on the set of MGM yeah. making the film. Apparently, this was Rod Taylor, according at least what he said. This was a pretty impactful film for him. He's one of he's always is like one of his favorites to always remember, and he always you know. Yeah, because this kind of the time machine.
1: Yeah, like I said, he was re- he was kind of unknown, and he. Yeah, this got, this got them work. So I want to thank Chris LaRoche for reminding us about that. And I want to thank uh, Chris Rousseau for coming up with that link.
0: Yeah. So you can you can rent that on Amazon for a couple bucks. Um, it's worth it if you're interested. It's worth $2 um, to watch it. Um, I did I did that this afternoon. There's a lot of good information about pretty much a lot of stuff we talked about already in there. Um, stuff you didn't know about. In fact, I didn't know about how... The, the time machine itself, the prop itself had gone through so many. And, oh, you know, it was sad. You know, the small one.
1: Oh, yeah. Had the they had, remember the one that yes. the
0: experimental one that he yeah. sent forward in time that, of course, was lost the time because it's just endlessly traveling with a cigar at, at its helm.
1: So um, it so that that one,
0: one. Yeah, George um, uh, took that home. That was his like his his souvenir, George Powell. And apparently there was a big fire, I guess, um, in the area or something. It was like a a forest fire anyway. And his house burnt and he lost that, among other things. So that was lost to time. Unfortunately, it was destroyed. Um, But uh, it it did spark a lot of people to build. I guess there was a lot of people building models of this. Somebody built one about the size of a fly. Oh. A little tiny. Like somebody said, somebody built one about yay big and I think it was, I don't know, it was a guy that, that the production people said, oh, you can never build one any smaller than that, and so the person said, oh, yeah, and they built one that literally oh, was the size of a, <laughs> a housefly. Um, I don't know how they could build something that small, but um,
1: the the 1960s so. one is a classic, classic look, it, it, it looks cool. Yeah,
0: and there was a lot of cool things about it, like all, if you notice, like on the dish um, there was like all these like little bumps or dots Yes, there was 365 of those. Oh, Really? one for each day of the year. So that was kind of a, you know, a kind of a thing that they did. Um, So stuff like that, that I thought was pretty cool that they added in there. Of course the, everybody thinks that, you know, the control didn't actually control the wheel, um, the disc. It, that was all done off, off camera to, uh,
1: Oh, the spinning part.
0: Yeah. In fact, it was mentioned that it was used in, in, in Cosmos, uh, the, the TV show Cosmos with, um, with billions and billions. There, what's his name?
1: Um, I know he did
0: Cosmos. Carl I don't Sagan. Carl Sagan. Apparently, Carl Sagan loved the thing so much because it was like up on a pedestal, like this high pedestal. Like, and he like would just sit there all the time. Like, he wouldn't get out, really? to take a break. Like, know. he just he thought it was very comfortable, so he just stayed in it. Oh,
1: that's um, funny.
0: Apparently, it got pretty damaged on that show, though. I guess one of the even though the prop people they were told you you can't you have to pick it up by its base because it's a prop. And I guess one of the prop people like, didn't listen and grab, they grabbed the the brass bars and like tore the wiring all out of it oh. and everything. And it took oh. hours to repair. And we've yeah. learned that
1: lesson at the set tour.
0: Yeah, you got to remember that. Yeah, it's the people. It's like one thing you learn is like things are props, not. Things are
1: props. Um, That's not real. It doesn't take. Not real. Carl Carl and say, care. Yeah. So if so, everyone's had to think about it, what three books, because you remember in, uh, did they do it in the 2002 version? No, because no, in, in
0: the 2002 Only version, he the, never the, comes back. Yeah,
1: he never went back. Only he uses the time was.
0: machine to blow up the Morlocks.
1: He pops back and he grabs three books, and they never say what three. They never say
0: three. what three books, and said, and that was one of the things that Philby says is, "What three books would you would you take?" So, what three books would you take, Mary Beth?
1: Oh, uh, probably some kind of medical. <laughs> medical so so like, book you know, no doctors or hospitals it looks like in the future yeah
0: but that's how that would only do you so much good i would think basic first kind aid of, would be some right. kind
1: of like homesteading book you know like how to grow every single plant and how to keep chickens and all that crap
0: farming animal farming. husbandry
1: animal husbandry sure how to how to graft trees and crap together so you can grow blueberries on your cherry tree or whatever the hell they do nowadays
0: Yeah, I mean that would be the practical thing. Something about you know. What would I bring?
1: I I mean, I'm not. I'm. I. I don't know. You know, I really. I probably grab a couple Star Trek books. (laughs) I don't know. I really need to think about that.
0: Well, Um, it's it's old. It's the old adage, you know. If you're stuck on a, you know, on a, on a a desert island, what would you, what would you, you, Yeah. uh, yeah, what would you bring? Yeah, I mean, the practical thing would be grab books that. But one would assume. That the rings had yeah, you would just you know Orlando Jones. Certainly, certainly,
1: well, we
0: and we saw that in the 2002 version because we see that that when he does go, yes. He's got Vok, they take one of these little panels and they put it out, and the kids are reading, he's reading or or or, so
1: maybe Vox. So if we if we it was
0: Huckleberry Finn, is what he's reading. He's
1: reading Huckleberry Finn, that's right. So
0: so so that was the nice the kind of the nice thing about the 2002 version is that all so, that knowledge of man wasn't lost because it's Vox yeah, has it all it in his head. Box. He knows hey, everything. Let's
1: assume, let's assume we have a Vox to take care of things like homesteading and how to grow plants, how to keep chickens, what would you and basic do? medical knowledge. Well, he wouldn't need
0: any books because he has them all. Well, in you his wouldn't head.
1: need any books if he had them all. Yeah. So, but would I would I bring a book? I'm I'm just trying to. We did, we had a book episode and I had all my books here. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really, I don't think it's important. Ahead. I think the point is,
0: is that like, you know, we always wonder what, what he would have taken. Yeah. Um, I always felt he would probably take something. Yeah. Some kind of science book, but I've also felt that he took some piece of classic literature at least, you know, that's, that's what he would have taken. Um, but yeah, some post- that would be my, well, that's, that's what I felt he took that wasn't probably
1: just- probably uh, War of the Worlds and <laughs> the Invisible Man, which or or the Island of Dr. Moreau, which was Moreau. the other other H.G. Wells books. Um, or, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you, you do you bring some Dickens? Do you bring some, you know, do you want something with heavy morality? War of the Worlds? I mean, where, where do you want? I don't know. That? You
0: know, it's three books is to me. It really wouldn't matter because you'd be no matter how great a book it was, you would be sick of it pretty quick
1: one yeah I mean, so that's what how you many did. times Season could you, re-read, you it. Can reread and reread and how,
0: many, you could, how many times could you reread the same book even if it's a great book so i don't know um An
1: anthology maybe i don't
0: know yeah right bill so same what what music would you bring um you know with you if you could only bring a few songs again it, i don't think if you if you're limited to such a few i, I it really wouldn't matter because you would be tired of it very yeah. quickly
1: <laughs> it would be it would make more sense to learn how to play an instrument so that you could play, you know, just you'd have the songs in your head and just play there. You go bring remember an instrument. Song? Remember
0: that song we on the radio? Yeah, there's no radio.
1: There's no that's what I'm saying, but you really there, there's not power, at least not like now. Luckily, I know how to play blah blah blah.
0: There you go. So anyway.
1: So yeah, Moby. we don't know.
0: It's again they purposely left that um. <laughs> They left that ambiguous um, to to the viewers to come up with what they would think that that he, he brought with him. Um, like I said, in two thousand two, he never went back. Um, yeah, they,
1: they they left that part out. They entirely. did the
0: only thing they did was they did that kind of that parallel scene at the end where you have his friend. Um,
1: yes, they did. Yeah, that was kind and of. And cool. they're walking, walking, and they're kind of the walking in the view. same yeah. space,
0: and saying, "Well, you know, hopefully yeah. he's somewhere happy, whatever." Yeah, and 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 he is he he's found his thing. Now interesting that is that that's Dave, David Philby of the of the 2002 version and that's played by Mark Addy. And Mark Addy we saw we've seen him in a lot of stuff but most probably prominent most people in this era, uh, group would recognize him from Game of Thrones. Yes. So but he was also in the Full Monty, which is hysterical if you've never seen that movie. Yes. You gotta go.
1: Gotta your guy, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's yeah,
0: so he's he's so he's, yeah, so, he's, so we
1: were mentioning roads. So DC Fontana was our one road and in nineteen not a lot well, of no, roads. it's
0: not our one road. road. Huh? Because you also have what's his name there? Well, no no
1: not a lot of roads in twenty oh two, at least. Nothing that jumped out at me. Uh, unless I missed something. And I may have missed something because I don't always get everything. No, there wasn't anybody
0: obvious. Yeah. In
1: 1960, we had, and let me get his name because I've forgotten his name twice already, this poor man. His name is uh, Wit Bissell. Wit Bissell. Um, he In the movie, he played Walter Kemp. In uh, The Trouble with Tribbles, he played Lurie.
0: Commissioner. He also played in the
1: 1978 TV movie, which I have a link to if you guys want. It's on YouTube, and I'm not going to link it. Just go on YouTube and put it in the search bar. The 1978 TV TV movie time uh, machine, and Whit Bissell also did Time Tunnel. Right. And then also Jim. Danforth- Interesting enough, before you I jump guess.
0: off of him, he's in this um, Return, the one we were just talking about that they do the scene with Philby. He's actually narrating that what happened that 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 George came back to try to get Philby to go to so he he's there he's narrating it as if in that character hmm. Walter anyway good oh. sorry just wanted to throw that out there no I'm
1: no, done that's all I got we got a couple of we got a ton of behind the scenes so from the 2002 one to the contemporary modern Star Trek tons of behind the scenes work as always as always there's always a of when I don't list them I feel bad I should be giving them the credit they're due but we'd be sitting here for like twenty extra minutes every night while I rattled off like ninety-seven VFX guys. oh that's
0: right, Bill. So Doug Jones was in the two thousand two version.
1: Oh, I knew that was the other
0: one. I was trying to think Good of. For you, bad.
1: Doug Jones. That's I, right. I, I said, "There's another connection." I can't
0: sky. think. I can't remember. I remember seeing it in the credits. He was a
1: Morlock. Was like,
0: in, true was a Morlock. Doug, yeah.
1: in true Doug Jones fashion, I'm sure he was covered with nine tons of you know special yep. effects makeup and stuff, playing a Morlock.
0: Right, and like I said, in 2002, they had like three versions of Morlocks.
1: Yeah, I know. They had
0: the ones that were could go out in the daylight and they were the hunters, and then they had the workers that worked inside, you know, to do whatever. Yeah, the and then there were just ones, a whatever. few of the Uber Morlocks that were the ones, and then that there was your worked Iron on Iron Man. their brain. It's a weird
1: spine, like with a weird. Yeah, he had
0: like this weird spine sticking out. Spine of his situation going on. About, yeah, he was kind of scary. Yeah. Played effectively by Jeremy Irons, who usually plays kind of a creepy dude.
1: Yeah, he, he plays a lot of meanies and creepies.
0: So. Yeah, so it worked for him. Yeah.
1: You go, Jeremy Irons. Well, all right, kids. What do you think? Sebastian
0: Cabot. Wasn't he like the butler on the courtship of Eddie's father?
1: Maybe. That's very possible. Now I gotta look that up. Sebastian Cabot. He, he looks like him, doesn't he? He does. If it's
0: not him, him, it he darn well looks like it
1: uh what year are like? my three sons family. maybe that's affair. what i'm thinking no about. family affair
0: family affair that's what i'm that's thinking that's what
1: of. you're thinking of family affair
0: he was also apparently in um what i just say some of those old tv shows 19th oh,
1: rowan and martin's laughing
0: everybody was in that show i think it's the whole point. world
1: was in that show we need to cover that show on this show. The Time he was Machine.
0: the na- narrator of Magical World of Disney. Oh, okay. Yeah, Family Affair. You're right. That was one. Gunsmoke.
1: Oh, my God. He did a bunch. Gunsmoke, Three Musketeers, Alfred Hitchcock pre- presents.
0: He was also the narrator for Winnie the Pooh.
1: Good Lord. He started in 1935. My God, man. Well, all right, kids. What do you think? Do you have any preferences? 1960 or 20? Yeah, so... so-
0: I don't know, you guys, I know you're all gonna say 1960 because it's this crowd. But a lot of this, a lot of our love for that for these older films, comes because they were the first one that we saw. You know, it's like I've always said about when people like say whatever version of Star Trek is their favorite, it's because that's the one that introduced them to the genre or to the, yeah, to the true. franchise. So and that's okay. I think we we definitely hold um we definitely hold a, a certain place in our heart for the original. We always will, but I, and, and I'm not taking anything away. I'm not saying really one is necessarily that much better or worse than the other, but I, I just think that I think the 2002 one deserves probably more credit than it's getting. Um When I rewatched it, I really enjoyed it. I watched it because I didn't feel like I had to watch it. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> I was enjoying it. I'm like, this was actually pretty good. I thought it was really done. Well, and I think they took enough elements. And it clearly, it's it's certainly an homage to the 1961. They took enough stuff from the 1961 that they were clearly trying to to trying to, put, to Bill, justice.
1: Bill has a fantastic question. It has been 20 21 years now. Is it
0: due for another remake? No, I don't think it needs. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean they won't make one. I think the 2002 is a modern enough for the effects. The effects certainly hold up. Today I, I didn't see anything that went ooh that's ugly. Jeff
1: didn't like Guy um, Pierce himself. I was okay. I, got really? I, thought, I
0: thought he was all right. He did he was, a lot he was, of his own. Watched first, but
1: he kind of grew into the role. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see.
0: I didn't have a problem with him, but you know, whatever. Um, I like the take on it though that he was trying to. Originally, the idea was he's was trying to save his girlfriend, his fiancee rather, and he yeah. comes to the conclusion that. Time is is, is a is yeah. a given, it can't be changed. You can you yeah. can you can bend it a little bit, but you cannot change it, which is something that the opposite they basically say in the nineteen sixty that you can change time. Yes. You can change things. So there's Although kind of that difference thing, there.
1: That same concept, you can't change the past. We just talked about it last week in 12 monkeys.
0: Right. That it'll always end up writing itself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's always been kind of an also a a, a theme. You know, you, in, in this you know the book is interesting enough because it did kick off the whole time travel kind of trope or vehicle for storytelling. Mm-hmm. Sure, um,
1: and then it got used in abuse. <laughs> it got used
0: like most anything else, but it was it's interesting that you know th- that this film got made, and of course it was a time of of spaceships, so it was an interesting take that they made this film in 1960 when you had a lot of films like Forbidden Planet and all these space moon. Type things, um, yeah. you know, going on uh, and they did this Victorian time machine version, you know, so it was kind of interesting that they decided to do this film, but it was successful. Um, and of course, it's beloved and always, you know, should be. It
1: is beloved um, and it should it be
0: remade again. again. Probably not. I don't know. No, I, I don't see how you're going to do it any better than what how it's been done. Um, But,
1: I mean, yeah, we can't, this is one of those rare occasions where we really can't go back and make it exactly like the book, because the book was a lot of exposition and and heavy commentary, and there was deliberate vagary in the book, like the ending is deliberately vague, so, so you can draw your own conclusions, we cannot make it exactly like that.
0: No i don't I don't think we want it wouldn't fit by no, today's like yeah, you said, today movie goer wouldn't work yeah. it's just like when they modernize even the 2002 version has more action and stuff yes. in it than 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 the 1960s version yes. because it it's a it's a product of its time yes, no pun intended but yeah. <laughs> a little a little pun a little pun <laughs> but it is you know what I'm saying of course like anything else anytime they remake a film or or you know it's always going to be kind of to fit the audience that's going to watch it yes they didn't build they didn't they didn't they didn't create the 2002 version because the people in night that watched it in 1960 or watched it in the 1970s we're or anything. yeah were like saying <laughs> that, that wasn't the audience they were going for okay? exactly they didn't you know they, they they were looking for a younger audience just like star trek's trying to you know they're modernizing it as old farts don't like the old the new stuff because it's made for the new newer generation, whether it's good or bad is another another show.
1: <laughs> but, um,
0: you know, so we have to always take that into consideration when you're saying, oh, I don't like this film. I don't like the new one. But really, why is it you don't like it? Is it because you really think the original one is that much better? Or is it just because you are were first exposed to that, you fell in love with that version, and, and you have this kind of, Image in your head of what it is, yep. when the reality is, it's it's old. You know, it's, it's dated. Right. There's a lot you, of dated stuff in the 1960s. There's there's almost a few cringy sparks. Parts yes, oh the well, yeah, they are. Because it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. but as you part. just
1: mentioned, a whole bunch of Star Trek fans are learning that very lesson right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, all right, coming up. So- so we're we're at the eight o'clock. So I mean, okay, I, I don't know. if We need to wrap this. I mean, to, to final thoughts. I think if we finally gave your thoughts. I love both films. I don't think I have right at this point. I have one that I like better than the other one. Honestly, I think I like. I, I'm both. leaning.
1: I'm leaning slightly toward 1960, but only, only, only in the uh, themes and the overall what he's saying about things. I, I, but to 2002 is easy to watch. It's fun. It's fun.
0: Yeah, they're both, they're both great films. I'm just I just saying, all I'm saying to our audience, if you haven't seen the 2002 one, or maybe if you haven't seen it in a long time, maybe give it another watch. with Try mm-hmm. to watch it with more of an open mind and not mm-hmm. try to keep... Don't try to keep comparing it to the 1960 version. Yes. Oh. Anyway. Come all right, me. so what does Phil and Roy and everybody hey, else... Roy,
1: on? I'm only doing Phil and Roy tonight. I kind of gave up on Fizz. Uh...
0: Chris has done anything in over a year.
1: Really like for a while. Roy, Phil, Phil, we do Phil first. Phil has Roy. Phil has Roy coming on, and Warren uh, Friedrich coming on to promote their Space 1999 con in Calgary tomorrow. Uh, I, I believe in the at the at in the four o'clock hour. I believe that's going to happen. Happen, and their his buddies at Astra are going to be on at three o'clock. And then Friday night, um, Phil will be playing, uh, he will be replaying uh, Paul Levinson's radio play, Real Life, if you guys want to check that out. Roy is going to have a very special Thursday night episode. He's going to do the 1960s science fiction horror film, Village of the Damned. And then Friday night, he's going to try to get that Austin Powers one that got rescheduled from whenever it was supposed to be last week. So I think Friday night he'll do Austin Power. He's
0: doing a he's doing a back to back. He's doing back to back. He's crazy that one. Once he's a week's crazy. enough for me.
1: I want- <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Here's the truth. Look, now Rizzo, let's just let's call it like it is. Once a week's enough for our audience.
0: Audience, well, for everybody. Nobody needs – I'm surprised that we get people watch every week to begin what
1: with. What are we doing next week? Did we put our – did we finally decide on one?
0: I think – well, you, what do you guys think? You want us to do more keep on the time thing? I more was time thinking. more time thing to
1: finish April? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was
0: thinking – I'm thinking final countdown. What do you guys think of that? How do
1: you feel uh, about –
0: I'll things? let that settle for a second because it takes – I know there's a delay. So the <laughs> final countdown, what was our other options?
1: Millennium.
0: Millennium was another one and Looper. So out of those three, clearly I've only seen two out of those three. Yeah, Chris LaRoche wants a clip show. To uh,
1: I, I would love to put together a clip show, Chris, but that's a ton of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work, and I don't have time. I'm very busy we, at work.
1: Neither was have time. Or, yeah. Oh, Bill. What, <laughs> Bill what, 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 what was, Looper. Bill was Looper? I
0: would have thought everybody would have jumped on the final countdown. <laughs>
1: hey, I thought you guys There's, would all be the like, final Sue's countdown. playing final
0: countdown. No,
1: Sue wants no, was final countdown. Crystal playing final countdown. Martin wants final countdown.
0: Martin, final oh, countdown. Like I, said, I, figured final countdown. I had a feeling it was going to be the more popular one.
1: Bill, you got um, outvoted. I'm sorry. But Sue's they do but love Looper.
0: She also loves Looper. All
1: so, right. We're going to 1980s meets Pearl Harbor, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
0: Basically, yeah. I guess we'll, we'll do final countdown. We can always do the other ones at another time.
1: Well, it's not
0: so, like we'll never do them. No, I mean, like we've done it three years. So, all right, so, three more years. I don't know if we got an hour on the final countdown. We'll find out.
1: We'll talk about other things, we'll and then coming it. up in May, I think we are going to tackle Picard. Right after
0: that, we're going right? to do right May third. We're going to do Picard season one, two, three, all in one show. And we show. might
1: look at Mando too.
0: We're going to look at Mando the week after that, I think. All
1: right. So all right. if you
0: haven't watched those series. Watch them. Get them watched. Or there's gonna be spoiler orama.
1: I am excited to talk about Picard because damn,
0: yeah,
1: so strap
0: yourselves in, folks, because Picard is be a, a two rough hour ride. show.
1: There's a lot to talk about.
0: <laughs> just is gonna be on. a rough ride, so just don't. It's not gonna <laughs> I mean, be a love fest like it.
1: <laughs> As Phil, I was talking to Phil Merkel today, and I, he, I was like, you know, but people are loving. People are loving season three and Star Trek needed the win. Like they needed that. They needed people to love it. And, and Phil was like, yeah, since season one and season two, basically shit the bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, they haven't, they haven't put out, I mean, they put, I shouldn't say, but when you, Lord X is great, but a lot of people don't like it because it's not Star Trek, you know? If I hear that one more time, I'm like no, it's, it's lower
1: decks is very much Star it's Trek. Star Trek.
0: It's just poking How many times
1: now. have I said you have to know Star Trek? Yeah, it's just, to me. If,
0: if there's a yeah. fan yeah. server show, it's it's lower. Can Nex. you
1: imagine if Mike McMahon and Terry Metalas got together and did a show? It would be well. I mean, unreal. I'm curious to
0: see how. Remember, they're going to do the crossover between Strange New Worlds and and uh, and and lower decks. I don't know how they're going to do it.
1: It's gonna be live action. It'll be actually uh, Tawny Newt. Yeah, New- I know, but it's
0: just, I just, you know, the two different eras are hundred years apart or more.
1: It's science fiction. We just. T- well, we just I know. I'm just. I'm curious covers. to see so how they're going to do it. They Star can't Trek. do
0: it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm curious as to how they're going to yeah, do well, it. We'll see. We'll we see. will find out.
1: It better be a comedy episode because I want. to Oh, I'm sure
0: it will. It can You cannot have that one be serious. You can't just have those way. two
1: run around on the. It's gonna be like. It's gonna
0: be like the Discovery Tribble short.
1: Maybe yeah. it'll be actually set in Lower Decks era, and this is remember how like at the end of Enterprise, oh, it'd be like a holodeck thing. Riker and Dina Troy, it'd be like
0: and a-, a holodeck thing. Yeah, that would be, be funny. Like- they could get away with that. Yeah. That might be funny.
1: Get a life. Jeff's just told us to get a life. All right, kids. With that,
0: get a life. We're, what's our life? We have lives. Just matters. Anyway, all right, folks. There's yeah, something. after eight o'clock, time for some Mando. Time for I'm some so Mando excited! Or I can't wait till Ahsoka. I'm just. So excited. I'm so excited. I know. I don't I, I I still get excited about this stuff. Isn't that funny? 56 no, years old and still still a star. No, it reminds Wars. You're still, still, still a 10-year-old kid you watching. Still have star imagination
1: Wars. and you're not dead yet. That's really yeah. all I asked for.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll see you next week with the final countdown. Until then, live long and prosper.
1: Bye guys. Good night.